Whether you're dealing with does in heat and bucks in rut, the winter blues, the marathon of kidding season in the spring, or show season in the summer, Nate Funk and John Kane of Ringside, an American Dairy Goat podcast, are with you every step of the way, bringing you interviews from various breeders, judges, and others from all over the country. We're always covering the latest ad good news and covering topics to help make us all better dairy goat breeders. What's up, everyone, and welcome to Ringside, an American Dairy Goat podcast. I'm John, and this week I'm joined by Danelle Wolford instead of Nate. Nate gets the week off. So we're welcoming back Danielle, Danelle, sorry, Dan- Danelle, for That's the second okay. I time. I all the time. Yeah, my parents. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but you've been on the show before. Uh, but this week we're getting the perspective as a longtime breeder, such as yourself, but is mm-hmm. newer into breeding show quality animals. Uh, right. And you attended your first convention ever yeah. this year. Uh, so, welcome back. And uh, can you. we get kind of like a synopsis of your thoughts on convention? Well, I didn't even know that Adga didn't did a convention. <laughs> like that's how <laughs> new I am to. Actually, my goats were in AGS for the first ten years that we had goats. Oh, okay. So I recently had moved over to Adga and was interested in what they had to offer as far as like the Adga Plus program, all the extra stuff you can do. And um, yeah, my friend told me about the convention and that it was here in Arizona, and I thought, gosh, it's like two hours away. I better. Better head down there and really take advantage. Well, especially since the timing couldn't have been perfect because a couple weeks after your kidding season started. Yeah, yeah, it did. So <laughs> I, I did my kidding season a little bit early this year. So, so yeah, it worked out perfectly and it was a really good experience. I'm really glad that I went. So if the listeners don't know, you have a blog online. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wiedemann Reap, and you did a blog post recently, uh, just a couple days ago it came out, uh, with mm-hmm. your 2021 ADGA convention uh, experience. Yeah. Uh, and in there, you mentioned that you met up with uh, one of your friends, uh, mm-hmm. but you also met some new people. Uh, how, how did that go for the week? It was good. I mean, I, I knew coming into it that I know goat people are nice and friendly and we love to talk goats. So I knew Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have a problem making friends. Um, But yeah, I was, I I really didn't, I don't even think anybody knew who I was. I didn't know who anybody else was. Like, I mean, I walk past somebody and they go, Oh, I'm the director. And I'm like, cool. What's that? (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, I know what that is, but I was still just like, yeah, I don't know you. So whatever. Cool. Um, (laughs) But no, it was really interesting to see the di- the dynamic. I know that there's been issues. Uh, Edgar's had one heck of a year, so sure I knew have. that <laughs> I knew that there were going to be people there that were going to raise concerns and stuff. So it was interesting to see how that all plays out and how they address it and everything. Um, but yeah, making friends was was really easy. I just, but I make friends easily. I'll just sit by somebody and just start talking to them, you know, and try to figure yeah. out where are you from. But it was really cool to find people all over the country uh, raising all types of goats and and different um, uh, just goals that everybody has. It's really really fun. Yeah, it, it's very intriguing to be in a room full of uh, different dairy goat breeders and everybody's perspective on what their own herd goals or mm-hmm. uh, farm yeah. goals are is so different. It's, I mean, you could, I could be in a room full of 10 people with dairy goats and my wife will attest with this and I'll, I could talk all day. Yeah. Like there's totally. just so much to learn from everybody. Yeah. And, and um, yeah, and there, there is always something to learn from everybody. I think that my strength coming into it, I feel like I've spent a lot of my energy focusing on goat nutrition, uh, how to improve minerals, how to balance minerals, all that. So uh, I held my own in, in asking questions in the classes, but there was still a ton that I didn't know. So it was nice to see what other people had to say about selecting, evaluating and selecting, you know, which ones to keep breeding and which ones to cull and stuff. So, um, so it was a good balance back and forth with everybody. Now, for your 
week as it started out. Uh, did you go by yourself? Did you bring some of your family? Um, was it just kind of like a solo trip? Yeah, I was just all by myself. I had my husband just hold down the fort here and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, kids in school and all that and, you know, taking care of all the animals and all that. So he just did that and I came down. Um, but he actually joined me for a day. He wanted to come down. He's like, I'm just going to come. And so he came for uh, one day and it was fun. I, he got to go to a few classes with me. and um, Oh, cool. Yeah. And so he enjoyed it. He he just he just likes to you know be with me. He's not as into um, the goat world as I am, but he he definitely understands it and is um, excited to learn more. So, uh, and then we he was there for the night of the um, oh, what was it called? Uh, I think they called it the art show. Oh, yeah, I think it was the art show because they had all right. these different cheeses and like um, oh wine and cheese appetizers. Yep. Yeah, and that was really fun um, to try all the different cheeses. And then, yeah, it was like the bidding on the art, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I tried to walk away with one of those paper mache Guernseys, but it it didn't work out. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. (laughs) (laughs) I did. I heard about that. That's awesome. Uh, So you're there for the week, mainly by yourself. Um, Yeah. What was like your favorite takeaway from convention as like a first time experience? Like what what did you walk away and just go, wow? Well, uh, the depth that the classes went into, I was really impressed with um, because I was really hoping I wasn't going to come down and then we're going to cover beginner stuff. Like, no, I wanted to get really deep into, you know, calcium phosphorus ratio of this and that and this and that. I wanted to get really, really deep and they did. And I was even impressed with the vendors. They did a really good job. You always go to those vendor classes and you're like, all right, you know, you're going to give me your spiel on trying to sell me on your product. But they they all did a really <laughs> good job of, um, go, you know, going deep into different studies, what things have been proven. And, and when you challenge them, they they accepted it with grace, you know, <laughs> you challenged them right. a bit on a few things. So, yeah. So overall, I was really impressed with how deep we went into the class, especially the linear appraisal workshop at the end, you know, about, I about couldn't write notes fast enough in that class. I mean, it was just, it was like, it, it was an all day class and I felt like it was an hour, like it was so fast. Um, but yeah, so it was, I liked going into depth with all of it. Oh, totally. I mean, the more the more information they can give you, the better. And, and since yeah. we're, we're sitting on the uh, linear appraisal workshop, um, tell us a little bit about that experience for you. Cause you've never attended one. I've never attended a uh, linear appraisal workshop. I, I've had my goats appraised, but mm-hmm. um, how, how'd that go? It was good. It was a lot of information. It was really intimidating. I had signed up as a, um, auditor because I wanted to be able to touch the animals and do Mm -hmm. an actual appraisal, Uh, you know, so they had spectator, which was you can watch and you can listen, but you can't really get as interactive. And then they had a handful of people who were actually uh, applicants to become an appraiser. And these were, most of them were like longtime judges uh, that are looking to get to that, um, to be accepted into that. So they gave them priority but the first part of the day was just about um, sitting in the classroom, going over like all the parts of you know the animal and what what the linear appraisal program is meant to be. Which that was something I didn't know. I didn't know that it was a you know basically a sire development program or or proving out sires. Yeah, I thought yep. we're just appraising goats and that's what we do. And it was that was sort of interesting to me. So. Um, but then the second part of the day was, which I was thinking, dang it, why'd you guys <laughs> do it out, you know, do it at the second part of the day? Because it's, it gets hot in Arizona. Like it gets hot even when people are going, oh, it's 75. No, it's still hot. <laughs> we always sweat. It's just <laughs> part of it. So it was hot. And I, I think that day it was 80, but it was, it's, that's just how it is here. So we were sweating out there trying to find shade, but I still really enjoyed that part. Uh, I was surprised at how much they were um, on how hard they were on us. I thought, oh, I'm just an auditor. Like, they don't care about me. I'm just going to sit here and try to score an animal, but they don't care. But they were each um, 
they had us go through probably like 10 different animals or, you know, 10 different does that different breeds. And Mm -hmm. they had an appraiser at each with each animal. And we were supposed to uh, basically score that animal. And they were hard on us. Like, (laughs) did not let (laughs) things slide. You know, if I, they would say, well, okay, well, like, okay, like, what do you say? What what would you give this goat for, you know, her memory system or whatever? And um, you're like on the spot, you got to do it. And they'd get after you. So, but it was good. That was, that was a really great learning experience to be, Mm -hmm. you know, have some tough, tough people. With uh, the auditor uh, portion that you were part of, uh, those appraisers are also judging you on your skills, because even though you're signing up for an auditor this year, they might, you know, talk to one another uh, with the appraisers and and say, hey, you know, mm-hmm. this person was pretty on top of it. Maybe we should try to get them to be an appraiser in the future and and you know do all the yeah. training. Um, I did notice that they were doing that. They had they had like people following us around, sort of watching us, and I was like, Jesus, they're they're kidding around. Like this is uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is a, this is legit stuff here. Um, so yeah, I tried my best to act like I knew what I was talking about, but they right. it's definitely not the time of my life to be an appraiser or anything. But I was. I was really grateful because each appraiser that was stationed with the animal was just uh, really into teaching us and getting interactive and, and asking us hard questions and, and then like pointing out different things that I, like, for example, I never knew, you know, as a, as a new goat owner or not a new goat owner, but new to the Adga plus world and showing, you always look at pictures of goats and you're going, Oh, you know, are her legs posty? Are her, you know, you're trying to assess a goat from a picture, but I've learned that they, they said you should never assess a rump angle, um, while they're standing, they need to be walking to assess that. And I did not know that. So here I am looking at pictures of people that have settled down their goats and they look Mm -hmm. beautiful, don't they? (laughs) And then they 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 do, and they don't look that great. And I found that really interesting. In fact, I recently joined a Facebook group that's all about body confirmation and I'm now shocked at how many people go, oh, well, that's a bad rump angle. And I thought, oh, man, you guys are judging that. You need to walk that animal before you can even know what their angle really looks like. And um, I think I remember there was a Nubian and they showed us, they had us actually, they're like, okay, what would you score this rump angle? And we're all like, eh, you know, I don't know, like a, a 20 or something. But then they had it walk and we're like, wow, beautiful. That's perfect. You know, mm-hmm. so um that was a really good lesson to see that and to be taught that. Oh yeah. And, and you know, unfortunately most of the time when we're looking at animals, uh, we're looking on, you know, Facebook, you know, that these breeders yeah. making these posts and, mm-hmm. you know, I have a doe that when she's just normal, you know, 12 hour fill or whatever, you know, her rumps beautiful any way you look at it. But then, uh, if I show, if I you know fill her for a show, and she's mm-hmm. on a 13, 14 hour fill. She's the she's ugliest gonna... darn thing ever. <laughs> yeah, she's just dang it. so yeah. steep. Um, so that's she's one of those goats that you got to kind of play with how much milk to mm-hmm. take out before she goes in the ring. But um, mm-hmm. really, it's it, just still pictures of something not moving and you can't get your hands on it. You're going to miss things. And yeah. Facebook, you'll see a lot of what look to be beautifully rumped animals. And then you'll see them out in the show ring, you know on Memorial yeah. day and, and they just look Meh. all right. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so. It is really interesting. And, um, I <clears throat> pairing with the linear appraisal class was a class, uh, not pairing with it, but I guess the day before, uh, was one on selecting and evaluating dairy goats. And that was done by, uh, Tamara, Tam- Tamara Taylor. I, you probably Tamara. know her. See, look at me, not even knowing, probably she's probably super famous in the goat world. I don't even know. But she was amazing. I just, I so enjoyed her class. She was just uh, it was super interactive. Um, and uh, she's just so knowledgeable, so fun. Um, it, I Probably the funniest part was like when she asked some, you know, to raise your hand if you have a goat that has teats two thirds from the medial. And nobody raised their hands. And we're just like, it was just funny because it's like, you know, we're all, we all try for certain things, but it's, mm-hmm. some things are a little bit harder to attain than others. So it was. Well, especially boring. with Nigerians, for sure. Yeah. yeah <laughs> That's kind yeah, of a trait. Sure. Um, yeah. Um, 
yeah, but that class was probably the the most full class that I was in. Probably easily over a hundred, maybe even like two hundred oh, wow. people in that class. It was packed, and, and so yeah, it was good. That that was selecting and evaluating dairy goats. So, did you learn anything on what to look out for when picking out? Like, did they focus on picking kids, you know, before they freshen to retain or to sell? Or was it more of just like a whole uh, scope of the scorecard? It was it was good in that she sort of had us take a step back and look at things that we normally don't talk about. Um, mm-hmm. Like she talked about what full in the crops mean. Like you hear that all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, why you want that, uh, you know, then she talked about... Um, sort of like the angularity of different parts of the body, like the, the, the correct angulation of the scapula and how that actually helps the brisket and front legs, you know, supports them properly, all this stuff. So she had to sort of take a look back at more of like the balance of a dough and how you would want certain angles to match. So she says that the body likes to be in balance. So usually what you see in the front is what you see in the back sort of in a way, you know? Um, And so yeah, it was a little bit more like that. We talked about um, obviously that withers are the are the peak of the shoulders, but that sometimes in Nigerians, the spine will be higher than the shoulders there, and that yeah, and yeah. how that that's not what we're wanting. We're wanting the shoulders to be that high. We don't want the spine to be this like fake withers up there, um, <laughs> you know, and kind of. Uh, but I think the best part is that she showed us udders she'd show us an udder first or a set of like three udders and she would have us sort of evaluate it and go, Oh, well, I like this one better. And this one does this better. Then she would show us like uh, an udder, a, a side view of the udder of these three udders. And we would go, Oh, okay. No, no, no. We like this one. <laughs> you know? Like it would help change our perspective. And then she would show the whole animal. And it was pretty fascinating on how, um, how it, they can almost like they look horrible. Like you could you could totally tell the right. difference between why a goat would have won over this goat because overall that general appearance of that goat was horrible. Like her udder w- looked good close up. Then you take a step back and you can see why this one won over this one. So I think mm-hmm. we were talking a little bit more show ring, obviously, because we're talking about which one won. But overall, it was really great. I mean, it was it was really cool to sort of evaluate it in a different light. Yeah. For sure. And that's a really important uh, takeaway there uh, because I feel like a lot of people really do focus in on that udder. And even if you're not a show home, because the body needs to be Mm -hmm. able to support that mammary. Yeah. And the animal needs to be able to hold together. So it's, it's important. Um, Yeah. In private, you and I were talking about one class that uh, we both wished was a little bit different with the managing dolings for successful yes. conceptions and uncomplicated deliveries. And it kind of just went over just deliveries and, and conception with just any dough. Um, yeah, it was just, I'm, I'm sure it was just like a miscommunication. The vet right. group that they had teach uh, quite a few different classes, they were cov- they were covering a lot of different classes. So I think they got confused. But this class was booked because everybody was like, oh, what are we going to learn about, you know, how to make sure that in, that dolings, the junior dolings that are bred for fresheners, that they have an easier delivery. Mm-hmm. So uh, everybody was there waiting. And then she just sort of went into general and that was probably that was probably my biggest complaint was just that that miscommunication, I guess, because I would have enjoyed going to another class then because I really didn't need to know about you know what a normal kidding looks like after I yeah. had millions of kiddings. You know, yeah, I was gonna say you've, you've seen just just about every type of <laughs> kidding that you can go through. Can, yeah, so <laughs> I was like, well, you know, I was like, all right, but uh, so we sort of afterwards i guess a few of us were like let's talk about it you know like what age do you we tried to have our own little discussion a bit about that um Mm -hmm. and you guys actually just did a podcast on that um yeah 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 so we were sort of talking about that but um yeah it was good it was still good there's there's so many classes uh and workshops at convention Mm -hmm. to to join um i mean there's buck health and productivity and that's one that I feel like a lot of people overlook. Um, yes. You know, the bucks kind of get shoved out in the corner and 
they get pulled out for breeding season and they get shoved back in the corner. Yeah, um, but, totally. but really buck health and productivity is, is really important. Um, you know, if a buck's not healthy, they're not going to be able to reproduce much for you. Yeah, absolutely. And now after having my own bucks, cause we used to just rent them for years. Uh, now I can really see, uh, the, I can appreciate a really healthy, well put together buck and how much, you know, herd management that took to kind of get that buck there. Cause mm-hmm. you see some and they're just, they're falling apart <laughs> and then you see some, they look so great. And, um, you can appreciate that. So, uh, yeah. So in that class, they, they went over a lot of basics, you know, like how important foot health is, how, you know, regular, regular routine healthcare, you know, like vaccines mm-hmm. and parasites, health trimming, all that stuff. Um, yeah. went over some common skin issues that can happen, uh, with specifically with bucks, obviously things like urine scald happens more often. Oh, it's the worst. I know. It's the this, worst. <laughs> I know. And then that seasonal alopecia. Uh, where they have, um, you know, baldness, uh, mm-hmm. they, get, they go bald. Um, but, uh, really, uh, I think things that, oh yeah. One thing that they said was, um, now this was a UC Davis vet. So I really appreciated her perspective as she said that they did a study on flaxseed oil. Um, and they gave that to bucks 45 to 60 days before breeding season. Cause it takes about 45 to 60 days for them to uh, for, you know, develop sperm, I guess. Uh, right. so, um, about that, that time before breeding, if you give that to them, it, uh, should help the spermatogenesis. So they should have a higher sperm count, uh, healthier sperm as well. So, really? uh, that was interesting. It was funny because in one of the other vet classes, somebody had mentioned flaxseed oil and the vet said, oh, we, we, you know, we don't know anything about holistic care and we all sort of looked at each other and laughed because here we were just talking with the uc (laughs) davis vet who was like yes use flaxseed oil and i was thinking well it's not like we're rubbing essential oils on these goats this is this is actual food this is a food (laughs) this is like you know this isn't holistic this is food it's not the holistic um, worming or anything like that it's yeah like this is herbs (laughs) we're talking about an actual you know omega-3 rich food that you would give for a specific purpose but that was interesting. Um, that is so interesting. for people that want to do AI collection, that might be something to try uh, because mm-hmm. you obviously are wanting the best quality semen possible. So um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Interesting. Nobody, nobody likes to go to collection and their buck is shooting. Yeah. Very dead, dead sperm. You know? <laughs> yeah. That's not a good time for anybody. No. So um, yeah, they talked about head and neck injury or head injuries are really common in bucks, obviously, because they, they've got that fighting Mm -hmm. that's always going on and that neurological issues actually present more in the rear legs than they do anywhere else because of the way that their body is. Uh, so, you know, you'll see a lot of people I've, I've noticed this sort of recently in Facebook groups, they'll say, Oh, my weather, my bucks, you know, not using his back legs and everybody starts shouting, you know, polio and all these things, Um, which, you know, yeah, you should probably step back and have a good overview, but it's just something to think about. I didn't, I didn't realize that that's a really common sign of uh, neurological issues. I hadn't. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That that was interesting. That makes sense. I could see that for sure. Yeah. Um, Talked about, uh, then she sort of ended it on um, urinary calculi, you know, the different causes of that, which we all know, which usually bucks don't have a big issue with because you're not feeding bucks grain. Um, it's usually going to happen more in a weather. But um, well, I don't know, is that of, the case with you? I feed mine grain. So mine get oh, a, a medicated meat. meat <laughs> <laughs> mine get a medicated meat goat uh, grower, which is balanced so that the calcium and phosphorus are yeah. are. Yeah. you know, safe for bucks. Um, and it's also has like sure. coxidia prevention or whatever in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which I don't care about for my adults. I use that for my kids. Um, yeah. But it it's really, especially for my Oberhasli, because I've got two that are really high drive bucks and, and they'll yeah. lose condition yeah. uh, quite, quite easily. So uh, we'll give them the grain twice a day. Um, yeah. You know, not a, Half a scoop for two bucks. So it's not like it's sure. a ton. Yeah. And then uh, 
you know, if they're really starting to uh, lose condition, then we'll throw like rolled oats at them or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, something really. Have high you ever tried beet pulp for that? Have you noticed that help? I've I've never tried it for my bucks, and I've tried it for my does because I had a doe that was uh, just pushing everything out in her milk. You know, condition mm. was just getting lost. Um, yeah. So I tried it, but she's one of the pickiest goats you'll ever see, and yeah, she didn't she... she didn't like it. So we actually moved her to senior horse feed, and that helped a ton. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Because it's higher in fat and carbs and less in in protein. Because that protein's, if they have a really high protein feed, that's going to really, it's not going to like make them milk, you know, 20 pounds or anything, but it's going to up the production a little bit. And this is going to put even more out into the milk where like for my old doe that has fine production as it is, you know, a senior horse feed is works well because it helps her body keep some of that fat. Yeah, yeah, totally. So if you have any yeah, the, hard keepers, senior horse feed. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing that I remember they said in the dairy goat nutrition class is that they said, you know, if you give too much fat, it can inhibit fiber digestion by uh, by the rumen microbes. Like it lowers their inability to digest. So they just said you may have a little more bloat, but you just have to watch that because maybe you mm-hmm. won't. You know, it just depends on the goat. Yeah, for sure, and and you can combat that with uh, you know probios like once a week or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Help help that rumen keep balanced. Yeah, um, yeah. It's interesting. I the the whole um, conversation around urinary calculi is really interesting. We I learned something in the class. They were saying that um, yeah, there's two types actually. There's the struvite stones and there's the calcium carbonate. Now the struvite can be dissolved with ammonium chloride. Um, Mm -hmm. but the calcium carbonate cannot, like there's, once you have that, it's not going to be dissolved. You can see it with x-rays and they'll need a laparoscopic surgery to get it out. And, um, what's interesting is, you know, we, I asked, you know, is, is one caused by maybe too much calcium? Because sometimes that can happen that you actually have too much calcium. And she said, no, she said, it's just, they, they haven't found any link between what causes it. It's just that there's two different kinds. So I thought that mm. was interesting. They need to probably study that more because, yeah, a lot yeah, of people have you see that's for yeah, sure. Yeah. So I, um, I did ask about something that I've been thinking a lot about um, the whole concept around when to castrate a weather. Mm. You know, because here's the thing. Um, I know the big thing in the goat world, at least my little world of Nigerians is that you got to wait till eight to 10 weeks. You got to wait till then for the urethra to fully develop. But there's a lot of evidence that shows that a urethra of a goat that's castrated at two weeks and a goat that's castrated at eight weeks is the same size. Like it's like a millimeter of a difference. And what she said when I asked her this question is she said, ultimately it comes down to feed management because whether or not your goat has stones is not going to be on when you castrate it. It's going to be on what you fed that goat and what their calcium to phosphorus ratio is. So, um, in a lot of worlds, it, in a lot of herds, it's beneficial to castrate younger at two weeks. And if you talk to a lot of longtime breeders, I don't know if this is how it is in your world, but they're like, we, I've always done it at two weeks. Always, always, always. You know what I mean? And so um, I just find it interesting that there's so much drama around it. And yet people aren't really talking about like, okay, well, what's the actual cause here of this? Right. You know? I think I think with breeders that are selling weathers, uh, like myself, I mean, I used to do eight weeks on the dot. Mm-hmm. My wife, my wife will attest that I've had her sit up a goat and, you know, we, we do banding. I know there's so many yeah, different different yeah. ways to do it, but that's how we do it here. Uh, call me old school. Um, so we, we band, but I found that when they're older and the boy jewels, as we'll mm-hmm. call them here on the pi- podcast, are uh, larger. they are larger, um, where they barely fit between the uh, clamp or not yeah. the clamp, the the, stre- the rubber band stretcher. Yeah, um, yeah. It tends to work better for us, and they actually lose them faster than if they're younger. Um, 
And my thinking is, and, and I'm talking like 12 to 14 weeks, right? Mm -hmm. My thinking is uh, it gives them a little bit extra time to grow. I mean, I'm not a vet. Uh, so that be that, uh, I think it, it'll help. Um, now, as far as these goats that you're seeing with urinary calculi, let's face it, probably 75% of the time, anybody that's online in these goat emergency groups saying that their goat mm -hmm. has urinary calculi is a beginner. Mm -hmm. And I blame mm -hmm. it, like you were saying, all on diet. You know, right. I, I go into tractor supply uh, or whatever you have out there, rural king or. Um, yeah, we and, have tractor supply here. Okay. And, hey, but you'll see. Like you. <laughs> you'll see um they have these new these new bags of feed that say all stock and they got a picture of a cow and a donkey right. and a sheep and a goat on there and it's for all of those different breeds or all those different types of animals well i'm gonna call bs on that because each of these feeds that if you bought a dairy goat feed or a meat goat feed or a cow mm -hmm. dairy cow feed or whatever uh these grains uh those are balanced by nutritionists with whatever company to mm -hmm. have, you know, to meet the mark of, of what needs to happen for these animals nutritions. Um, you're not going to be able to just find some magical formula that fits all of these animals needs and put it into one bag. Yeah. Um, so I have a feeling that, you know, a lot of people are like, Ooh, I just bought this cute little weather and now I'm going to feed it grain because it likes grain. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden they've got urinary calculate because they're feeding them the wrong stuff. Yeah, um, just I think that's a good point. Feeling. If you've got a beginner, you know, maybe by castrating a little bit later, you might increase the urethra size by a mm -hmm. millimeter or two. So maybe if it did develop stones, it could pass it through. But yeah, right. um, for me, it's so hard to because we dam raise and we uh, we like doing that, at least for now. I don't know. We might we might change in the future, but for us, it works. So right. um we we hate how those little bucklings start getting buck like at three weeks, four weeks, and then yeah. they're torturing all the mamas in the pen, you know, or they're just because mm -hmm. every time they go into heat, it's like crazy time in the pen. And we're just like, <laughs> oh, exactly. and you don't want to worry about an oopsie either. That oh, this yeah, little guy somehow yeah, exactly. find it, found it. Exactly. You know? Yeah, we don't um, want we don't want that to happen either. So, and we like you know we like to keep the babies. You know, normally we would sell them right at eight weeks, but we, you know, we let them hang around. We have the YouTube videos, so people love to see them hopping around in the pasture and oh, stuff. Yeah. So we keep them a little bit longer than we normally would. So, yeah, I can see for us the benefit of castrating early. I think that's interesting. But, yeah, I'll have to look into it more and see. I'll have to try it out and see what we like. Right. I mean, everybody's got a thousand ways to skin a cat, right? And it's mm -hmm. the same way with uh, making weathers. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, yeah. I I always fear that when I sell a weather that it's going to go to some newbie. Uh, so I always make sure that I'm educating these Best. people when they come to buy. Yes. Like, hey, don't even give it grain. It doesn't need it. Like, it yeah. really doesn't need grain. If you want to give it grain, give it this grain. You know? Yeah. Um, totally. Give it get it a little bit of grower <laughs> with ammonium chloride in it or something. Yeah. Right. Yep. So it's it's. Interesting. Uh, there was another class that you took that I thought was also interesting, which was uh, skin problems and prevention and management. Yeah, um, yeah that was good. Um, I haven't had a lot of skin issues other than that urine scald. So I mm -hmm. was, you know, I was like, okay, teach me, teach me what you gotta, what you have. And so there was a lot of stuff. They went over all the different possible causes. It can be from parasites or fungus or bacteria or even viral, like sore mouth or something. And mm -hmm. um, the sun, yeah, oh, yeah, the sun, or like you know, they didn't even go over that. I think, did they go over skin cancer? I don't know. I've had a few goats that have gotten skin cancer because we live in Arizona, so the worst thing in Arizona is to have a white goat, um, yep, or white horse. You know, everybody tries to avoid that here. Um, but yeah, it was, it was interesting. There were a lot of things, uh, to know about all the different things that can happen with their skin, um. We're, we're just sort of lucky. I think here in Arizona, we have the heat, but we don't have a lot of bugs in the garden and on our animals. So it, it, we don't really deal with a lot of like mange mites or I don't think I've ever even seen lice. Uh, lucky so, you. Lucky yeah, you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so it's 
Yeah, we get the heat. You know, we die in the summer, but at least we don't have bugs, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, we, especially in the Northeast, will get, uh, you know, the, the hay mites or, mm. um, you know, one year we got lice uh, in our herd. Um, and usually it tends to be from right at the transition of winter to spring. Yes. Um, yes. It's when everything's so, going to pop up. Oh, yeah. So uh, it's just... It's a good class to go to if they ever, you know, have it for like next convention or whatever, mm-hmm. or just to look into for all the listeners, um, because it's it's a real thing. Like people deal with it. Um, yeah. You know, the skin cancer thing. I heard a lecture not too long ago about uh, the genetic correlation between skin cancer with uh, Nigerian dwarves, um, oh, especially the light ones. So it was. Yeah. I'll have to. I'll have to send that to you. Um, that was an interesting read. Um, yeah, that is interesting. We, yeah, the only one that we had, yeah, she was a Nigerian. She was, um, she was all white, so like mm-hmm. that pink, that pink belly, pink skin, and then she got it all over her tail because her tail was like flipped up like that, sitting in the sun, right underneath the, mm-hmm. uh, right above the vulva, I guess. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was actually talked about in the uh, the lecture. So yeah, interesting. Yeah, I'd like to. Know um, that. One class that you took that kind of surprised me was Ooh. you took organizing an ADGA show. I did because I wanted to know. Like I am sort of a go-getter, you know. I am overly ambitious, I guess, to a fault probably where I think <laughs> I can do a lot of stuff and then I'm like, oh, crap, what did I get myself into? But I really did want to learn about uh, how to organize one in Arizona we have a lot of goats here, a lot of goat people, but we only have a few shows a year. Mm-hmm. And since we're right on the border of Mexico, we really, we can just go really, you know, a couple directions here. So if I want to go to Utah, I've got to go all the way to the very, very North of Utah, almost Idaho, because there's nothing in Southern Utah. And then I can wow. maybe go to New Mexico and then maybe a few in Southern California, but really in any direction, got to go at least 12 hours so i thought man we really need to get this underway especially um here in the summer uh the i'm, I'm not criticizing the shows they have now because they they do awesome but they mm-hmm. do them in the spring and they do them here locally sort of in the valley we call this the valley the deserty area of arizona but i was hoping to try to figure out how to organize one up in northern arizona sort of like I mean, most most people know where flagstaff is you know where you've got mm-hmm. snow in arizona so there in the summer because then that way we can have one in the middle of July or end of June or something maybe um, mm-hmm. and have it way up north where it's cooler. Um, so I don't know. I wanted to take that class and see what it was all about, but it was interesting. Yeah. Go to it. Go to, you know, create your own show where you don't feel like you're going to just melt uh, while showing your goats. It's supposed to be fun too, right? Yeah, supposed to be. <laughs> they did. They did. Somebody made a suggestion in for in Arizona that we do some sort of fall show and we just do it with like we we'll just do a junior show. Like, what's wrong with doing junior yeah. does and dolings and buckleans? Like, why not do that? You know, nothing's stopping you if you get enough people. Um, just do it. You know. So I thought that was interesting. Have you ever seen any shows like that? Um, for a just like a. Like just dry stock, no. Like we have bu- mm. so around here we'll have like buck shows. Yeah. So like every year kicks off with just a buck show, right? And okay. then the next week is or two weeks after that is the doe show. Um oh, okay. But like we'll have like a sanctioned junior show and then like a sanctioned senior show. Um mm. okay. but but never just like, oh, I'm going to the the dry stock show and, and okay. probably because a lot of people are milking and they're not going to be able to just leave the farm and all their milkers at home yeah, um, just okay. to go to a show. Uh, but like in the fall when like everybody's drying yeah. off their stuff, that's mm-hmm. smart because people are going to go, man, I wish I could go to one more show. And it's like, oh, yeah. let me take my, my kids that were born this year, or my dry yearlings. Yeah, That'd that's really what I was cool. thinking. Yeah. So um, I like the idea of being able to make a show more to f- more affordable, just doing it on private land and just getting some, mm-hmm. you know, insurance for it. But then so you don't have to pay that venue price and right. um, 
I thought that was a cute idea. So I might, I might try to organize like a little mini show like that and just see what happens. Um, there's a, there's a show in Virginia yes. that does that. They're on their own, oh. like they have their property for like weddings or something. And yeah, and twice a year they do like the son of a buck show and then the son, of, son of a buck show donut edition. Oh, cool. But um, yeah, they've, it, it's a pretty successful, I think it's like seven rings. Mm-hmm. So it's a big show. Um, a lot of people go. We've thought about that's going, cool. but it's over. It's over six How hours, far? and that's that's it, way uh, too far. <laughs> six hours. Like that's, that's a, how I feel like I have to go if I if I go to California at six. If I go to New Mexico at six, you know. But everywhere yeah. else is like twelve or more. Ugh. I feel bad because because we're always you know Nate and I are always complaining about oh I have to drive four hours to the show oh. and everybody's like oh I had to drive fifteen to get to this show <laughs> it's like all right well touche <laughs> uh, yeah it's crazy I'm 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 really envious of places like I mean I heard this that in New York there's like a show every weekend every you know anywhere in new york it's, i was like what well it's new york and then like pennsylvania which is right there or new jersey which is right there and then mm-hmm. maine or you know wherever it's just it's very close-knit together where you're not driving too far yeah um, we're very lucky yeah. I, I will be the first one to say that <laughs> that's cool and that's awesome it does give you an opportunity to not have to feel like you have to put everything in one basket and you really, you really hope that this all works. You know, you can kind of go, okay, well, we'll try it. And then it's okay if it doesn't work out, but yeah, we'll see. But we're actually going to yeah. have our first buck show this year. Arizona is, um, Ooh. so ASGBA is going to put on a, uh, our first buck show. So, and I have two bucks, so. Yeah. You finally have your that. own bucks. <laughs> finally have yeah. Buck. yeah sure. So it'll be fun to see. So, yeah. <laughs> it's on it's on mother's day which we're all laughing about but like honestly that's where i would want to be on mother's day i do like i uh, yeah with a buck showing it yes <laughs> i don't know i'd rather show my does on like father's day i don't know you said you don't care about the buck smell john you said that well i i say that because i really don't <laughs> care about the buck smell my wife tierney Absolutely hates it. It was the one smell Ugh. that made her just like sick during her pregnancy. Oh, I can imagine. <laughs> oh, it is. It's pretty, pretty bad, but it's necessary evil. So you mentioned the Buck Show. How many shows mm-hmm. are you thinking about attending for next year? Well, I'm trying to write them down. I think I'm going to try to hit the Southern California one as well. There's a few, there's actually a few in Southern California. So Mm -hmm. I might be able to hit some of those. Um, There's one in Colorado and um, that's so far though. (laughs) The the woman that hates to travel is going to drive out to Colorado. I know I've got family in Colorado, so maybe I, there's some incentive there. Yeah. I really hate to travel, but, um, but I, I'm, we're going to get a really good trailer this year. So that's something I've been actually asking a lot of um, seasoned goat, show goat, you know, owners, what do you, what do you use and what do you like and this and that and stuff. So we're, we're trying to find one that fits everything that we need, you know. Uh, well, bigger is always uh, better. Yeah, <laughs> I bet. <laughs> well, with the Nigerians, though, we can just pack them on top of each other, you know, so <laughs> we're good. Just put them in my backpack. They're good to go. Yeah. Yeah. Just stick them out. Have you ever seen those bags where you just stick it on the outside of your car and you just put a goat in it? You can do that. <laughs> the old can ad? Is that? Yeah. yeah. That, that old ad, you know, where it's like riding on the side of the car. Yeah. yeah Boom, totally done. safe. Totally yeah. safe. No accidents were caused by that thing. No. <laughs> Oh my so, gosh. There's, there's one more class I want to talk about because it's something, again, that a lot of people kind of just forget about Mm. and that's choosing the right supplements for your goats yeah that was a really interesting class and i um it was done by a vendor so Mm -hmm. it wasn't like he was going over all the different supplements available to goats which i'm sure that would have been a week class if he went over that but uh it, it was the company is called stir enterprises and they've mostly produced supplements for for the um, dairy cow industry. So that's where they've been in for the last 50 years or 60 years, something crazy like that. Um, 
so yeah, he had he had basically two products that he was talking about, and um, they were interesting. <laughs> one of them, <laughs> one of them was um, they called it Anion Booster. What it basically is is um, giving ammonium chloride to doze to doze. Okay. Oh, we and, did talk about okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And when he said that, I was like, all of us looked at him like, what? What are you talking about like what what why would we do that so it's interesting he went over about how it um the main reason why you would do it is that it increases calcium levels increases calcium and vitamin d like which we're like where how is it increasing it where is that calcium coming from you know right. and i and he he talked about how well it's you know it's it's mobilizing it from from the bones and we're going hmm i don't know so that one was really weird and interesting i'm not really sure even what to say about it because it seems such an odd thing to try to do with your does to try to give them something that's going to pull calcium from their bones yeah i don't a little bit like i i would have to read in on that one because that's just that's different how about that it's i kept different. trying to find like this big benefit to it and I kept trying to ask a lot of questions, but I never really got a good answer. So um, I don't know if somebody, I don't know. I'm not like I'm saying like it's what I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know how to say yeah. that, how to talk about it. But the other one he talked about was called the glucose booster. And as we all know, like, you know, ketosis can happen during pregnancy. So ketosis is obviously when uh, the the babies are taking up taking up so much space that there's not enough space in the rumen and the animal essentially becomes sort of starved and so the body relies on lipolysis which which means it's going to use its own fat we all we all mm -hmm. know cause it's like keto diet right so we all know about right. keto anyway um so but that's not a good thing with does no you're not we're not trying to put our does in ketosis so oh, the i think the most common and correct me if i'm wrong about this most common treatment for that people give the propylene glycol i think which, yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. They'll do like the, the urine test strips towards the end of pregnancy. If they see a problem, they'll give that. The way this works differently is it does have, it has a combination of different ingredients. It has like glycerol, um, I think, has propylene glycol in it, but it has rumen protected niacin and some cobalt. Anyway, the calcium um, propanate. Yeah. Calcium propanate in it too. And, Overall, the dosage is to give it 30 days before kidding, 30 days after kidding. And what they noticed, and he had a ton of different studies, which were pretty impressive, noticed that overall they produced higher amounts of milk, even not just during this time. Now, remember, you're only giving it like 30 days after kidding and then you stop. But right. like throughout their entire lactation cycle, they produced more amount of milk because what they did, they did a study on, these are actual goats, not dairy cows. They did a study on dairy goats, 49,000 of them. And they said, he mm. said something like 30% were subclinical in, in subclinical ketosis, which means there were no symptoms, but they had it. Um, and 7% were, were like clinical, like there were signs they, they were in ketosis, you know? Right. Um, right. but that was interesting because it made me think a little bit of like, I don't know if it was your show, somebody else, I can't remember, but we were, they were talking about, um, coccidia and how coccidia can be subclinical where you have, if you're not oh, yeah. pre-treating it, you may have a goat and you're going, why aren't they getting up to weight? Why are they unthrifty? Yeah. And it could be that they have this subclinical coccidia going on. Um, so, so I yeah, sort I of think, think of us. it like that. <laughs> yeah. Was that you guys? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I sort of think of it like, like that with this, that that could be an issue that's happening and maybe you don't even realize it's happening. Mm -hmm. So that's sort of what the purpose of this product is. And I, I found it interesting. I actually called him and, and asked if I could get a, a sample and he was like more than happy to just ship me a, a sample. And he says his big thing is they just want to really get feedback from, um, from dairy goat owners and so he's more than happy to send samples to people so Ooh. you can reach out and see let's stir enterprises folks <laughs> yeah i don't know yeah you they don't sell you can't buy it on tractor supply like they they have salesmen they do it sort of old school they have salesmen they go to dairy shows they sell to like yeah 
you know that's those- that's very uh dairy cattle uh, yeah, type deal totally. right there for yeah buy it buy it from our uh, our catalog our, yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly um but no i found it really interesting um because they they noticed that even the the does get back to condition faster too just by doing that 30 days prior hmm. to kidding 30 days after kidding it's just an ounce a day um to help make sure that we're preventing ketosis and that they recover during that transition period of being pregnant or you know an ounce a day per doe, huh? Yeah, that was probably a full grown. Right. But uh Well, I mean, yeah, I mean it could be a, it could be a Nigerian too. Well, yeah. I, I would suggest anybody that is looking into it to reach out to Definitely. Stir Enterprises, which <laughs> yeah. is S T U H R and yes. uh you know yes. ask, ask somebody that works there on what what's going on with that. Uh I'm yeah. kind of interested in that too. So, hmm. yeah, I found it. I think it was cool to learn about something new and, and some he, he sure showed a ton of uh, different studies and graphs of all, you know, how we always say that there's so much um, data on dairy cows and how we would love more data on dairy goats. He had a ton of data to back up all the benefits of it. So I thought, oh, well, yeah, might be interesting, um, mm-hmm. Especially with Nigerians, they seem to have a lot of a lot of them, and they get so big they could barely they're like waddling around the farm. So, uh, so I uh, I have we officially on our farm do not have any Nigerian dwarves. The last one left today. What? Um, so, <laughs> yeah, was so, that happen? So <laughs> she was getting picked up, and the person that picked her up, she was like, "Oh, she's kind of large," and I'm like, "Well." She uh, took the year off last year, <laughs> and uh, she's been dry for almost a year and a half now. So yeah, she's a little fat, but yeah, she's yeah. been living with Overhasley, so yeah, uh, she'll lose it quick, like type deal. Yeah, it's like, yeah. I mean, I, I I forewarned the person buying her before, but yeah, uh, yeah. I was like, listen, uh, she's been living with Overhasley. She hasn't been picked up yet. She's fat. Like, yeah. come pick her up and she won't get fat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some just well, do, you know. Uh, but they, they look, do they look at food. They just look at it and they're like, "Oh, yeah, I just gained five pounds." <laughs> yeah. Oh, it is. It's so true with the Nigerians. But yeah, I found that sort of interesting that supplement. So I, I called them and I asked to send, have them send me a, a sample, and I think I'll try cool. that um, for my spring kiddings and see how they do. I don't know. I what peaked what perked my ears was that you said that they stated that uh, it helps with them putting back on condition after kidding. Mm-hmm. So I was like, hmm, I have a line that takes about thirty days to get back into show rig. So hmm, yeah, you know, maybe I'll try. Yeah, yeah that's interesting. Um, so we'll see. Now I am kind of disappointed in you, Danelle. Uh oh. <laughs> well, on two fronts. But okay. uh, the first front is you didn't go home with a spotlight sale animal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you know, I I brought my twenty thousand dollars, but I just, <laughs> just decided not to spend it. <laughs> did Did you attend? Uh, I actually wasn't able to. I stayed oh. uh, just till Friday, and then my kids had a huge like end of year marching band competition, a state mm. competition, and I thought, you know, do I go look at goats or do I go care about my actual kids at home? And I thought, oh. so I I was booked to stay there all the way till Sunday, but I just last minute was like, nah, I need to get back and watch and support my kids. So I I. I sat and watched the bidding online though, and I my jaw was fully open the whole time. So oh that yeah, was incredible. same. It was yeah. wonderful. It, I mean, just just wonderful. It it was crazy. I'm I'm so glad Fun. that that we were uh, not in the position to spend twenty thousand dollars on a goat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. My wife Tierney is. Uh, doing some cricketing and she just leaned over and eyes wide open like no <laughs> never She's like stop it you're like only the paper mache goat that's it yeah exactly exactly uh and the other thing that i'm kind of disappointed in not really but I'm just, okay. i just got a ribby on it okay. is you're a you're a big youtuber and you yes. didn't youtube at I all I didn't. Am I horrible? You know, I brought my camera, but I have this thing where it's so hard to film in public. I don't like to be the type of person that I have a camera on me. And I think I'm so special that I 
should be holding this camera as I'm walking around. Ah, it's just so hard for me to film in public. I just, I, Well, here's the thing. Goat people like myself are crazy. So <laughs> yeah. it's, it would be like, you know, they might say, what are they doing? And then like, oh, that's a YouTuber. You don't have to worry about it. <laughs> yeah, but don't worry about they're going to be the same people. They're going to go online and be like, let me see if that's online yet. You know? Yeah, that's, I should have. <laughs> I actually, I did bring it and I just, I was just so caught up in the classes and everything. And I just never well, took it out and filmed. Well, convention is super busy. People don't it realize is. that. Like yes. between the board meeting and I mean, the three or four pages mm-hmm. of all these different classes that you can go to. I was it's, tired. It was a yeah, lot. Uh-huh. It was a whole day. And then it was like the evening, you know, they're wanting to have some other thing in the evening. I'm like, oh, here we go. But then in the evenings, I was editing a video for that week for Friday because I didn't want to skip a video. So mm-hmm. I was up all night, you know, up till midnight every night editing video, trying to get a video done for that Friday. So I was pretty burned out. But um, it was. Imagine it was if you're doing fun. videos four or five times a week. Boy. <laughs> yeah, I would die. <laughs> and another thing I want to mention is that Crystal from Blue Cactus Dairy Goats was there. Yes. So you got to meet up with her again and, and talk goats. Yeah. Uh, now, did she have goats at the appraisal uh, session at being scored by these people that were taking this workshop? She she brought hers for the judge train judges training oh okay i I thought i saw some of her animals online somewhere yeah and she was which she was surprised as well as i was that how many people signed up for both the judges training and the appraisal that i'm I'm gonna surprise this is gonna like shock your fan base here that don't own goats that don't have yeah that don't have goats like I was paired with somebody in my little group of when we were doing our little appraisal, I was with um, just two or three people and I turned to lady, oh, you know, where are you from? What are you? Oh, yeah, I'm from, I can't even remember where she said, but she's like, yo, no, I don't have any goats. And I was like, what? Wait, 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 what? <laughs> Did you just walk off the street? And she was yeah. like, uh, she had had goats in the past, but doesn't have them anymore. But she was young and she was just like here to learn about goats. And when Crystal was doing the judges training, she said the same thing. Yeah, I was showing my bucks and there were so many comments on, they smell so bad. They they are, they smell so horrible. And she was like, I was so confused. I was like, oh, do you have, do you have goats? <laughs> Nope, don't have any goats. And I'm like, a judge that doesn't have, what is going on? So I don't know well, if, I don't know what happened, but like, I, I'm, there was more people, I guess, than I thought that come, that came that didn't have goats. I don't well, know. Well, there are, there are appraisers and judges that don't have goats currently. Yeah. But have currently. been in goats, have been go- in goats before. So maybe that was yeah. part of it. But I, the people that are saying, oh my gosh, these bucks stink. I mean, Unless they've been out of goats for 50 years. Because Crystal's sitting there holding on to her goat and she's going, she's like blank face. She couldn't even believe it. She was like, yeah, they smell. They're bucks. (laughs) I don't know what to tell you. Like, sorry. But yeah, yeah, it's kind of funny. Um, I mean, it is rut season. So for us, you know, like it's like breeding season. I don't know if it's the same for you guys, but you know, they're pretty stinky right now. I mean, they're bad. They're giddy. They're coming out of it, but still. Mine were coming out of it almost completely out of rut, and then I had one more doe to breed, and now they're just right back in it. They're like silly boys again. I'm like, ugh, but you were just out of the stink, nasty phase where every time you go to fill their water, check on them, and they're just like, blah, 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 trying to give you smooches. I'm like, ugh, we were almost done with this, fellas. Quick question about that. I wanted to know if, if, if a lot of owners keep their bucks separated during rut even let's say you're not they don't have a doe with them but do you keep them separated to just sort of reduce the amount of fighting separated from each other yeah or i don't like okay all right so it depends on the situation right um my bucks i have a dominant buck and i have a a subdominant buck right he's under he's underneath the other one um and they don't they don't fight to kill each other you know they might bump each other here and there and yeah, headbutt, but they're not crazy. Um, I've okay. had a Nigerian dwarf buck in the past, in with my Oberhosleys, who probably should have been separated because he was mm. just the worst. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, in the future, when I sell, say, my going on 
three-year-old buck and I buy a new buck or if I retain mm-hmm. one of my own that's, you know, a baby buck, um, it'll depend on what their relationship is, I guess you would say. Um, yeah. It kind of just depends on the buck. You know, you have some that are just mean and okay. terrible to anything that walks and then you have some yeah. that are just like super sweet puppy dogs. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. I mean, yeah. yours, I've seen, they look pretty sweet. Yeah, they're not too bad. They they had a rough patch there where they were fighting a lot. Mm-hmm. And we thought, I thought, man, maybe my shit's over. I don't know if people really do that. Um, but so we ended up, we did end up separating them because it was getting crazy. But I don't know. And they were probably fine, right? Yeah, they're fine. They're fine. So <laughs> they might, they might have been gloomy and doom for a day but i'm sure they got (laughs) over it (laughs) yeah no yeah they're fine they're bucks you know got one thing on their mind so now yeah speaking about the this episode you know prior um i asked you if you you know bring up any questions that you may have for myself concerning convention or just anything Mm -hmm. in general um did you have anything you wanted to throw at me let's see I always forget that you have little pupper. I know. <laughs> little dogs, little yappers in the house drive me crazy. That's all right. <laughs> um, let's see. I'm trying to think. Um, it is a, it is sort of interesting just to hear what uh, other – I think the thing I'm most interested in is just hearing other people's different practices because it is different uh, depending on where you live in the country. It just seems like mm-hmm. we're often on a different schedule than everybody for everything. You know, like I was just telling you, we don't have daylight savings time, you know, we're just <laughs> sort of like our own little island here. And we don't, um, <laughs> and we tend to obviously have kiddings a lot earlier because it's beautiful yeah. outside right now. So why wouldn't we, you know, it does set us back a bit for the sh- showing in the linear appraisal, uh, you know, they're going to be like halfway done with their year before we probably get around to all that. But I don't know pros and cons, I guess, of everything. Um, let's see. I don't know. I don't know if I have a specific thing. I'll probably, I probably will later. <laughs> <For sure. laughs> I, well, I put you on the spot a little bit, so. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. But, uh, well, I'm glad that you went to convention because, you know, a lot of people be like, oh, well, you know, it's kind of for the big boys um, or girls uh, might not go, you know, it seems a little bit mm-hmm. daunting, um, mm-hmm. but I'm glad that you really you went and you took it seriously because you took all these awesome classes and workshops. You got yeah. to meet some different goat folks that you would never meet besides at convention or at like a national show. Um, yeah. So it's really cool that you got to go and I'm glad you did. It seems like you had a really great time. I did. I'm really glad I went. It was, it was cool. I love hanging out with goat people. So it was good. I, and now I sort of think of a question like I didn't realize that they did like directors meetings. And I remember you were asking oh, me, like, yeah. did you, did you go to that? I'm just like, man, I don't even know who the director is. <laughs> like I'm the last person to be going to these meetings. Um, I didn't know. So is it that big a deal? They really do every convention. They have like these four or five days of just meetings. So they open up with the membership meeting. That's how they open yes. up convention. I did go to um, that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, that's always good because people bring up concerns to, for the directors to bring up during the board meeting. And mm-hmm. then y- usually the board meeting is a day, uh, but with COVID and not being able to meet in person last year, mm-hmm. this year it turned into two year, uh, two days, uh, oh. which the directors were there from sunup to sundown, basically. Yeah, it seemed um, like, yeah. You know, they had a lot to go over, but uh, it's all the directors from each district meet and they'll speak in front of the membership, you know, discussing whatever uh, issues, your appraisal or, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, whatever is on the docket. And then if they have something serious that can't be talked about in front of uh, the membership, because it concerns like someone's payroll or something like that of an employee, then they'll go in an executive session. um, And then they'll come back out, read it into the minutes and then uh, resume. So it's it's two days. It was two days of that. Um, a lot happened, but also a lot was in executive sessions. So oh, a lot of people okay. aren't privy to that. Um, so you you missed getting kicked out of the boardroom uh, yeah, every every like actually, hour. 
They actually did cancel the initial. So I think it was the first or I think it was the second night. It was like meet the meet the directors, meet you know what whoever, mm-hmm. like all the the heads of everything. And I walked down to the classroom, and it was like, oh, we're we we canceled it. It was like at seven o'clock at night or something, mm-hmm. and it was canceled. So I I sort of didn't get to meet anybody. I didn't know who anybody was. <laughs> that would have been nice to know. I don't know. I don't even know who my director is in my area. So. But uh, that would have been well. Nice I can, I can, off air. I can introduce you to the ways of your district okay. and stuff. So we'll okay. we'll get nice. you squared away. So that way, if you <laughs> okay. ever if you ever have any concerns, you can reach out to your uh, director, or you can always yeah. just reach out to us. You know, okay, we're cool. here for you. Awesome. <laughs> uh, well, Danelle, I really appreciate you uh, coming on and talking about your experience with convention. If people want to look up your YouTube or your blog or any of your social medias, where would they find you? Yeah, so our our channel name is Weedum and Reap. So we have our YouTube channel, and then I'm also on Instagram. We have a lot of kids and families that watch us, so we have a mm-hmm. group of you know people that are serious about owning goats, and then a lot of people that don't know anything about goats and would like to have goats. So you'll see me cover a lot of beginner stuff. It's sometimes hard because you'll see me say, you know, had this this doe had a little girl. <laughs> Not a little doling, you know, but it's, it's sometimes hard to balance between being too over their heads and being able to, you know, teach oh, yeah. them. I feel yeah, personally Monica. attacked on that. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I know. I say, I say stuff wrong, but I also sort of, you know, it's, it's tough, but I, I want to be very um, inviting to new people because that's mm-hmm. something that was a struggle for me when I first got into goats years ago is just trying to like learn all about it. Um, there's a lot for to sure. know. So, uh, so I want to try to be that for people and be fun and have a good experience. So yeah, so we're on Instagram, we're on, um, YouTube, but our actual herd name is Wolf Tree. So that's our actual herd name, but our, Mm -hmm. that's our channel and stuff and our Instagram, but that's it. And, and your website, weedomanreap.com. Yes. Yeah. So we have, I, I don't blog a ton on there anymore. That's kind of where I started. And then I shifted over to, you know, more of the social media fun stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I did just write <laughs> that article stuff. on Adga. <laughs> and you can actually download my notes. I did, I took pretty good notes and I put them, I put links to them. So if you did want to see more in depth of what each class that I went to was and what was covered, you can see that. Perfect. Well, yeah. thank you again, Danelle. It's been a pleasure. Uh, I'm sure we'll have you on again someday. It's always fun. Yeah. Um, everybody else, this has been Ringside, an American Dairy Goat podcast. I'll catch you on the next one. Ringside, an American Dairy Goat podcast is not an affiliate of the American Dairy Goat Association. All opinions or information regarding the ADGA does not represent the registry.